to a very special edition of Movie Club for the month of October. Uh, we are currently, we meaning myself and Mike, are currently, what it's, we're on the 18th floor, uh, 100, at least a minimum of 170 feet above the uh, sea level. Well, <laughs> potentially. Uh, the, I guess it's the it's what the Columbus Area Convention Center. It's the Greater Columbus Area Convention Center. I think is the official name. Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're here. Uh, it is G Dex weekend. The Dex, as we're gonna start calling it internally. You can call it whatever <laughs> you want. And that's right. So the, we are, we we just came out of watching, the Joker, which we'll get to in a no, second. Not the. It's <laughs> Joker. Joker. <laughs> Fucking hell. Um. We watched Dark Knight, the old movie, and um, yeah, it was going to be an interesting weekend. We'll have a lot of recordings from this weekend, get a lot of stuff done. So, AJ, I have a story for you that I purposely avoided towards the podcast to tell you, okay? Okay. So, my head right here is a little sore if I rub it. Do you, what, do you want to know what happened? <laughs> You're too short to walk your head on the overhead bins. <laughs> okay. So, we have a new employee at work, right? They were, they were doing VR, okay? We are doing a Spider-Man demo. She was way into it because her earphones were on and would not listen. So you're going to have to narrow it if I get too quiet on people, okay? So she's doing this, right? Mike is <laughs> playing the maracas? Okay. So remember, she's wearing a Vive headset with a wire, right? Yeah. She does this real quick. Do you see a problem yet? She tangles herself up. But she doesn't know it yet. So my interest is to go down and I can push it because we're house and it gets loose enough. I can push it yeah. down real quick. I go down to do this. She full force, because it's funny when you have to do this to reset your webs. Yeah. She full strength went, and straight knocked me to the fucking ground. Wait, wait. Best part of this one. She didn't notice. She kept playing for two moments until it was done. And then she went, what happened? <laughs> well, I can t- I'll tell you what. You wouldn't last at one of the events that's going on in the convention center right now. It's the uh, Eastern Ohio Olympic boxing trials? This was Monday, by the way. <laughs> Tuesday, I had straight, like, it was pure black and blue right here. <laughs> it's currently Friday. Yeah. Still sore, but like I said, you're a lightweight, so. <laughs> um, yeah, so. I guess that happened to Mike. So. Moral of the story? Let someone try. Yeah. Or just go wireless. That's, that's, there's a lot of safety issues with that. Well, that's a fight. We'll just leave it at that to fight at work. Well, what about you, AJ? How how has your week been before it travels? Uh, good. Yeah. Busy. So so you got to drive here, right? So you 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 took the on the highway. Yeah. I had to take two planes here, okay? So I tweeted this out and I told AJ I'm officially given Charlotte Airport's airport the prestigious award of the worst fucking airport in the country <laughs> it has beat newark airport for the piece of shit that it is right let me see if i can pull up your exact wording oh come on my wording was great you gotta you gotta admit this was some quality a me having no sleep 
<laughs> level wording. What is my exact wording, AJ? Uh, Charlotte Airport has taken the worst airport award from Newark. Honestly, it's alphabetical. My God, the winner should be proud. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've never seen so many people in such a tight space. It blows my fucking mind how atrocious this airport could be. Just saying. AJ is now currently stalking my Twitter, which terrifies me. I'm well. I'm just looking at your retweets. <laughs> that is uh, some. Which consists a lot of Bill Poldy. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll give a thousand dollars. Okay, because so. hear me out, okay? If you get it once, you're fucking good. So I don't give a fucking fuck. Because <laughs> by all co- it's legit. So someone has to win it. Yeah. He's from you. He's from your area. I don't know the name. Well, he's from Detroit. It's close enough to you, right? It's the same city. Uh, he's some billionaire, and now if you just start doing that and start spreading them. No, billionaires in uh, Detroit are becoming a more common thing. That's just because I could buy a bunch of houses for $1, wait five years, and then sell them for thousands of dollars. Yeah. So, AJ, which, which movie would you like to talk about first? Dark Knight or Joker? Let's discuss Joker. Because time? Because time. Okay. And then if we need to, we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, let's set the scene. Okay. So we're in Columbus for GDEX. Uh, I called this theater, by the way. <laughs> My way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mike, Mike completely called the, the theater that we went into. But but that's not even. Before we get to that, we oh. thought we were going to see the 70 mil showing. We messed up. I messed and, up. No big deal. It, it yeah. still worked. I don't think 70 would have really yeah, I think maybe it would look nicer, but... There, well, like, so Interstellar on 70 is is a religious experience. I don't think this movie would Joker have has that. shots where I think would have been a religious yeah. experience. Like, like, the end when the riots are happening. I think that could yeah. have been a cool 70 mil scenes. I think some of the... So Joker had nice, long, slow shots. Those could have been kind of cool, too, where they were kind of, like, zooming mm. in on him. Yeah. But I like it. I think as a whole, it didn't make the experience. Yeah. Okay. What's the next step in your in your this adventure to you? Uh, so we made it to. The, actually, I was surprised by the ticket prices. Yeah, the ticket prices were. It was nine, nine bucks. Which is like what I pay in middle of nowhere Florida prices. And it's cheaper than a matinee for me. Yeah. So. But okay. So so now. Well, okay. It depends on what theater I go to, but. So now we're gonna paint average. the theater. The yeah. theater is so. Obviously, I'm from Chicago originally, so it's like, I picture like the Logan Theater in Chicago. We went to some art theater in Ohio, and I called him, you know, like, this is some hippie art theater. They must do part art house. They must do regular things. And I was like, I bet you, before regular trailers, they're going to do a, something in Ohio, give us money. We then sit through 10 minutes oh, of, yeah. <laughs> of, like, why Columbus is a good art scene for schooling. For the lady who likes to paint animals every day, which I could not handle. <laughs> that was that was a good one. That was a pretty good one. There was a little more like the AJ. I said we could just switch out any Midwest city, and this commercial would work. Remember, it's yeah. the it's the, the Columbus Opera. I need someone to email me or explain to me what's unique about the Columbus Opera because <laughs> they didn't explain. They just said be unique. Yeah, Done. It, it was just like it was a blanket. Like we're different. Like, well, how are you different? Also, we have established, too, the seats we sat on, probably as old as us. At least. Like. Yeah, it's cool. 
Okay. Mid nineties, maybe even earlier. That's it was half blue, half gray, so you could tell. I bet you the blues were the newer ones. Yeah. I have a feeling like this theater is like remnants of theaters as they go out of business. It just takes the parts. <laughs> I mean it works, right? Like if if it's a smaller theater like, that goes under. It runs a lot of cool stuff because apparently like, yeah. today it was running the Breaking Bad movie. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna run um Scott the Hitchcocktober. Right. It's also gonna run the Scorsese movie coming up. Like it, it, it's yeah. very interesting. It's one of those theaters which I always like being near too. Especially yeah. for the price. I would totally if I was here once in a while I'd be like oh let's go see random thing. Yeah. Yeah. They had an interesting like variety of movies. It was about half new, half mm-hmm. older. And this and it's funny because they're like, we're all theater. And we have beer. Like, they just said, like, even in the commercials, they had too. Like, our theater, our pub. You're like, what? <laughs> yeah. Well, and this theater was, like, in a gentrified <laughs> No, but not just gentrified area. The one half city block that was gentrified. Yeah. It wasn't, like, an area. It was literally, like, here is the city block that we cut into and made a shopping center out of. Yeah. That's what it was. That's what it, yeah, it, and it had like a couple of restaurants. But then we walked three feet later, later and you're like, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a uh, college town. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, so this is a good painting for the getting into the the feeling of the movie now. Yeah, and I was genuinely surprised by the um, picture quality. I figured it would have been like an older projector and maybe like a rattier screen. Yeah, no, no it was actually, like, it's pretty good. This is a crystal clear, I'm guessing, laser projector, and what appeared to be like a, you know, clean new screen. Mm-hmm. So, so, so now we sit down. Joker begins. What are your? There were a couple trailers before. That's true. We had we had the Nolan movie. We had the Scorsese movie. Tenant. And then, I, well, Tenet was the last one. What was the, I'm trying to think of the phrase for this one. They called it the Black Bonnie and Clyde movie. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell you the, the name of it. Besides, it was uh, we've the seen one guy trailers, Get Out. Yeah. yeah, we've seen trailers for that for a while. Um, which, which, then, which I'm going to call it now, and I said this to you in the theater. Commercially going to bomb. Guarantee it's going to be up for some best picture. I think it was something yeah. best. And then uh, the... Doctor Sleep is that what it's called? That's the Shining Two one, yeah. Shining Two, which I'm calling it now. Ewan McGregor is Danny as an adult. Obviously, I thought that uh, to me that almost looks like it just is. Like I don't know if that's a question. Yeah. Um, I think that's all the trailers. That was all the trailers. And then, okay, and then you get Joker. So this is which my... which the the Doctor Sleep trailer is kind of weird. I haven't seen The Shining in a while. Is it? It's not like a mystical. No, I feel like you got too mystical in that trailer. Shining has mystical moments, like him but being possessed. Not, yeah. But to me, it's it, not, it felt more like because it was late seventies, I think, and it felt more like that grounded era of when you do yeah. that stuff. It's this is like people are in each other's head, like right. This is a Strand movie. Right. Yeah. Instead of it being like The Shining, to me is oh someone gets possessed, but it's still the man you see. Yeah. It's something. It's something, that's for sure. Okay, now, Joker. Joaquin Phoenix is great. <laughs> okay, I'll give you that one. Like, uh, he, he's, he's a character actor. Like, 
So I, so he gets into the characters, and he fit this, this Arthur Joker. Fleck perfectly. So here is the ultimate question in my head, right? Ten years ago, if I told you we got an Art House DC film, would you believe me? Yeah. This is the mo- this is a in the superhero genre because it's Joker, obviously. But it's the most art house film humanly fucking possible. Oh, this is I totally see why this cleaned up at Cannes and. Oh, I see why it cleaned up there. But my thing is yeah. though, it's cleaning up like in the mainstream, and that's what doesn't make sense to me. Those films don't do that. I almost wonder if because there's obviously superhero fatigue. If it's like this is a. This is not a superhero movie. But now it's not superhero. It's R-rated. Like, there's so many things, like, yeah. stacked against this film. Yeah, this film shouldn't have succeeded. Like, on paper. It maybe critically does, but commercially, this film should be a flop. Yeah. This film should be a $10 million budget flop film that a bunch of people see, does great in VOD, you're done. Yeah. That's what this film should be. Instead, we get... Whatever the hell we... What rivals to be the top performance of a joker uh, ever i don't think it beats Heath ledger but i think it might be the next best i put him 1a 1b see uh, see and i don't because because to me it's part of it's like this well, g- they're this also g- two different jokers completely but all, it's like, all, all it's that and also i look at it in this and i go this is gonna sound like a good reference for a second you're gonna just stare at me like i'm a crazy person okay mm-hmm this is us compacting Smallville in a tighter format of going from Kent Clark, like Clark to Superman in the same way you're going from person to Joker in a very tight format. Yeah. That's yeah. that's very much what this is. Yeah, it's it's very like wham bam, thank you ma'am. He's all of a sudden. This is why I hesitate giving him a because like part of it is a he's not Joker the entire time. Like it's the transition right. to Joker. Um, and I compare it to at the end where we said is it remind me the world we live in is like the it'd be like the Bat- Batman Beyond world but in the old Batman time so the the discomfort of the world the way yeah. the riots come up as you you see the formation of the gangs yeah this we'll try not to get into super heavy spoilers oh I thought we're going for it I think we're going for it yeah they have time we'll. We'll give them... Spoiler warning, okay. Yeah, just a full blanket. Yeah. Spoiler warning. Uh, This perfectly sets up... A reboot of the world? A a retelling of Nolan's Dark Knight. Do you know what upsets me about that, though? It doesn't, because Joker, by the time Batman would be an adult, would be dead. Yes, but, I mean, Joker is, like... If you think about it, Joker's not a superhero. Like, in the sense that there's nothing... So this is my Batman Beyond argument? Yeah. Joker doesn't exist in that world anymore. It's all yeah. the gangs of Jokers. Well, and it, it they set it up in this. Like, yeah. The people become the clown. So the city becomes the clown, basically. So I'll, I don't think you need Arthur Fleck. Also, the thing I appreciate this... So going into this film, since it was so focused on Joker, and we knew that people existed in the world, I legitimately did not cross my mind they were setting up Batman's parents being killed from this, like walking yeah. into this film. Yeah. Well, and we looked at the runtime and it was like, it's what two hours two. I totally thought the movie was going to end when he went on Murray's show. I thought I thought it'd be like walking out. Like, th- there's ladies the, and gentlemen, Joker. And yeah. There's cut it. there's the shot of him 
from backstage and it looks that's like, in the trailer. And yeah. you're like, that is an end shot. And they kept going. Yeah. My only thing is this first, I'm going to say like 40 minutes to me, they're necessary in the full package, but in the yeah. moment, they're somewhat slow and setting him up and setting up his life. Yeah, it, it kind of dragged. It, but then when it, when it hit, it was moving. And that's true. So I think one of my complaints looking at it, I think in the moment it was weird to me too. So like, obviously they eventually set up that he's full-blown schizophrenic. Yeah. So the first time I was suspicious of it. Would that be schizo or would that be? It'd be um, Beautiful Mind style schizo. I'm trying to think of what that. Beautiful Mind? Excuse me. No, there's a. Schizophrenic Schizophrenia usually, is usually just audio. Multiple personalities, basically. No, and schizophrenia is usually just audio. You hear audio, but some yeah. people claim to see also. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it it uh, set it up. I wasn't exactly sure how they are going to handle it, but the way that they show it. I think for the first time I was suspicious, and I think this is the weak point of it, is when I became suspicious for a second was when he's doing his stand-up. And then all of a sudden he just killed it and i'm like that that felt weird yeah yeah like it felt so, like it went from him bombing to killing it way too quick yeah and then you see her there i didn't even catch on immediately until later in the film we go back to her apartment like when he sneaks in and yeah. she has no clue who he is and i was like oh wait that all was faked yeah and then they blast through it and yeah show that that's in it. it was pretty cool it was a, it was a good way to do that it was like okay, you kind of got into the mind of. So, what is your opinion jokers. of his mother? So I, my question was going to be, how I've, did she get him? Well, no, I've never read the comics. Is there a timeline where Arthur Fleck is Thomas Wayne's son? I don't think there's a timeline where his name is Arthur Fleck. There might, I don't think there's a timeline where he's, mm, there might, there might be some weird, like, one-off where there's yeah. a better relation to them, but I don't know if it's ever their brothers. So, okay, so it sets up. But here's the question. I can't tell. What was the final answer? Were they brothers? They, well, okay, so they show unnamed child on the adoption paperwork. Okay, okay, but here's the ultimate question, right? Yeah. How old is Joaquin Phoenix in this? Uh, well, they say that it the records were 30 years ago. So you have to imagine he's... Mid-30s? Early 30s. How old is Thomas Wayne in this? Well, that's my question. Right, this is my question. Bruce is like nine? Which is about to be where he's... Yeah, it's about accurate when he gets killed. Like, that, that is very accurate to the comics. So, Thomas Wayne must be... His fifties, right? That doesn't, but he doesn't look. He doesn't look or act the fifties to me. Yeah, maybe early fifties, like. Right, but like to me, that's why. To me, when you explain that she's just crazy and she made it up, makes a lot more sense. Yeah, but they started to kind of put the like. I think they left it. I think they left it open on purpose. Yeah, like they they set up that it could go either way. Like she's crazy, but, in the same breath, like. Could she just be crazy because people are telling her she's crazy? Like So to me, I'm going crazy. So I think one of the things in this film, and this is why I think it worked really well, is violence from Joker is sparing, but when it happens, 
It's impactful. Yes. So so the first violent moment is obviously him getting beat up on the train. Like where he loses causes violence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And when they, when he pulled out the gun and shot the guy, I was I was less shocked he killed him, more the way they showed the killing and I was like, Oh, we're going down this road in this film. Well, and actually they did it later than I thought they were going to. Yeah, it, that was like an hour or some change in. Well, no, just in terms of that sequence. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they were having the lights go out. Yeah. So I was figuring one of the times he was He's just going to stand up and stand go up, pop. Boom, and just blast him, which they ended up doing, but he waited until they... And then he chased the guy, which is fucking... <laughs> That's when you could tell, like, okay, it was he over. snapped. Like, so you go to that, then after that is him killing his mother. Yep, he smothers his mother. <laughs> which... The moment he stood up to it, I was like, there's no way they're going to let this happen. I assumed a nurse would come. Something. No, they just let it happen. Well, in the EKG, I think that's what it's called. Yeah. Never flatlined. Never flatlined. And she kept calling the nurse. No, that's the monitor in her hand. Oh, I thought that was her trying they, to trigger a nurse. No, they, that's down on the bed. Okay. The thing they strap on your finger is your... But my question right. is, they knew he was visiting. Yeah. Now he's gone and she's dead. And you can tell she's smothered because... When you're old, probably something broke. Yeah. No. Well, they're already looking for him, so. That's true. Then, the next thing is, when his clown friends visit. This is, I didn't expect this stuff. So, okay, so I expected, so but I didn't expect it the way we got it. The the big guy. The yeah. big clown. What is he from? I don't know. Because I've seen him before and recognize him so much. But yeah, so like. I would obviously picked up this as you knew he was, someone was going to die there. Well, at first, I thought it was the cops. I did too. And then they opened the door. I thought it was the detective. But literally, so he starts, so he, he kills him literally out of the blue when it comes into that scene. Yeah. And when he does it, it's not like they just, oh, we stab him in the neck. They fucking stab in the neck, gush in blood, stab in the eye, poke him down, beat him to death. Yeah, cracked his skull open. Into the wall like 50 times. Yeah. And you have the little guy being like just shaking. Yeah, he's just hiding in the corner. So this is when you get to the next part of, you go to the little guy. He goes, I'm not going to kill you. You know that little guy is shitting himself. Yeah. Then he can't open the door. <laughs> that was the best part. <laughs> like, because obviously when, when you make a movie, there's there's a thing called Chekhov's gun, which is where if you show something. You're supposed to go back to it. You go back to it. They show him lock the door. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, that's going to play into the scene somehow. Which, which, I forgot it was. Yeah. So. So, so he unlocks it. The best is when he unlocks it, has him walk by, and he goes, <laughs> like he's about to yeah. get him. I don't understand. But it was, at first I didn't understand why he let him go, and then he says it. He looks at him and goes, you're the one who's always nice to me. And he just lets yeah. him go. Yeah. I, I do have to say, they captured the audio for this movie is incredible. Yeah. You feel every gunshot. You. I also think the soundtrack besides the license, license I think fits too, but I think as a whole, but the, they play The way audio. they did the license was weird. It was like they were trying to get around copyright laws. <laughs> they were playing like 30 second chunks and I'm like, that was a weird spot to yeah. cut it and go to an orchestral. But but like when they play the non-licensed stuff, I think it works really well too. Oh, the orchestral just... There's doom and gloom written all over it. And then we get to him. So so originally, I like the, we'll get to the show in a second, but I like how like they set up the show thing where his dream is to be on the show. Yeah. Which at first, 
I couldn't tell if this was a memory for him or if that was a real thing that happened before I realized that was in his head. The first instance of the show. Oh, when he gets pulled on stage? Yeah. yeah. At first, I thought maybe that was like a memory. Yeah. That just went poorly is what I expect to happen. And then you realize it's in his head. Then he, so when he actually got invited on the show, I thought it was possible this is in his head and he's going to show up and not be the guest. Yeah. That could have been. Because at that point they already set up that he had those problems. Yep. Yeah. They did. So then he goes up there. When he so he focuses up, I like the whole Joker thing. They call him out. He looks the part at this point, like green hair, yeah, he the suits set up. What's well, different color, but it's still the Joker. Yeah. And then he does the whole thing. Well, him admitting his his transformance into Joker. Joker was perfect. The dance down the stairs. So there's a Vanity Fair video. I think it's Vanity Fair. Video. Oh, the original test footage of this, right? No, of them breaking down a dance scene. Now, I didn't watch the video. It just came up on my YouTube feed because I didn't want mm-hmm. anything spoiled for this movie. So I'm not sure if it was the stairs or if it was in the bathroom because both of them oh. were creepy dance scenes. Not a good year for clowns. So if you're a clown, suggest a new job. Um, yeah. So he goes up there. Him admitting all this stuff, I thought was a little weird. Yeah, just the way that, like, I was like, okay, this is his transform, real, like, admitting that he's the Joker, basically. Mm-hmm. So okay. then, that happens, then you get to the joke part, and then all of a sudden he goes, he goes, I'm gonna tell you a joke after all the admitting stuff, too. Well, and he had set up the, knock the gun. Yeah. But he was joke. gonna kill himself. Right. This we're gonna, and then he goes, "Ah, you're an evil person. I'm gonna do one more joke." And that's another one of moments of it being violent. And the death would be impactful, but they fucking show the death is what makes it impactful yeah. too. Like though you see the bullet fly out, the blood fly out, the single bullet hole. Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't mention too the way he enters on the stage. We shake hand, and then he goes to the old woman and, and just kisses her. <laughs> a solid 10 seconds yeah that was pretty good Robert De Niro his face just shows it (laughs) I wonder like I genuinely wonder how much direction Todd Phillips gave Joaquin Phoenix or just go or did he just give him a list of like this is my Joker like so do you think do you think it's the example of how like do you know how Seinfeld scenes are written how how it works basically was Jerry Seinfeld whoever the writer was with him at the time went to everyone in the cast and went this event has to happen in the scene. The scene has to last two minutes. Go. Yeah. yeah. Or that's even like, or even that's um, God. What's the what's the show? Who was the guy who wrote with, with Seinfeld who made the HBO show? Oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah. So that's the exactly how that show writes too. He goes, this yeah. event needs to happen in the scene. Otherwise, do what you want. Yeah. I wonder if it, I wouldn't be that shocked if they go kiss this woman. Maybe it's or some, like something like that happened. Or like you come on like. Yeah. Because they set up like oh I love I forget the doctor's name already but. I love the doctor, you know, I've been watching forever, like, so, it made sense as a character that he would have done that. But it was so unsettling. Also, Mark Maron as the, uh, I don't know, he's not really an MC. Yeah. 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 I guess he could be considered the MC. So. The casting for this movie was great. Oh, yeah. Uh, So then you get to all this, and then after this. He eventually gets arrested. You go through the riots in the streets. Um, the yep. song playing. That's why I, I like the song playing here. Also, I thought this was going to be where you end the film. 
It's just him in the back of the car. Yeah. Yeah, once once they got to the Murray show, you could have there were many, many points, points where you could have like Or seen you know, you know what about to end it is? Him shooting him walking up to the camera. And you cut the credits with him doing the final thing talking. Yeah. That'd be how well, I would have done it. They did a a really cool transition of the t- pulling pulling back from the camera into a studio. I thought they end it there. Where they fade to black as they're pulling out. Again, and then what you do is you kind of cut in some of the things throughout the credits or whatever. Because the way that they set this up is not in any way, shape, or form, at least from the way you look at it, setting up a new universe, mm-hmm. which this does. Yeah. Um, this is where it gets a little weird in my head. So the riots are now, right? And then after the riots, then, you, then we go to Arkham. Yep. It doesn't make sense to me, though, where he got captured part. Yeah. Because obviously the, the, the answer that we could all give, which is the, the easy answer is, oh, it's a time jump. But I would have liked to have seen it. Yeah. Also, I thought for sure it was going to be Scarecrow mm. as the person interviewing him. I couldn't remember his name. I was going to. No, no. I thought it'd be Harley Quinn. Because that's who it's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. It should be like. And maybe she should have been. But you. So. Was you, she a. She worked at the asylum, but. She was his nurse. But that wouldn't have been who interviewed him. Yeah, well, she's his therapist. It. She, Harley Quinn is supposed to be Joker's therapist. He, she's Quinn, Doctor Quinn, and then over yeah. time he corrupts her. So to me, yeah, but I, if you're doing that cameo thing, you at least put the nameplate Doctor Quinn something. Yeah. To, to yeah. get that. I don't know if that was supposed to be like an initial interview, which in the in most cases, like with a big profile person like that, you do a different person. You would have your high profile right. psychiatrist come in and talk to them, and then you would move them on to wherever they go. But like to me though, that would have been a fun. If you're setting up the world, yeah. you set up some. You know, it'd been amazing at that point if you cut it and it's Marco Robbie. People would have lost their mind. Yeah, like you just admit this is the soft world we just landed ourselves into. Yeah, but like this movie doesn't have a lot of like. There's not a lot of Easter eggs. Yeah, which is what's so fascinating. Besides the obvious killing of the Waynes, also the way that they did that. That they just went to the standard, like, they're in the alley. In the Literally, movie. when we cut to the theater shot, you looked at me like, yeah, I'm like, this is, this, yep, this is where it happened. Because <laughs> it was the, it is the same yeah. shot. I'm convinced yeah. they shot this once and just reuse it. Yeah. I'm like, okay, this is where it is. Which, so, I think I was suspicious that was going to happen when you started focusing on Thomas Wayne, and then specifically when you went to his house, I think I looked at you and said something like, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, and then they did the benefit the charity benefit yeah in the bathroom I thought for sure that's when it was gonna do it but like at that point at that point I'm like they have to end this film show it at some point this film yeah Batman being set up yeah but see to me though there is a so this is what's interesting about this film throughout the journey of watching it there was a moment for me where I was wondering if they were doing an inverse Bruce Wayne story where there wasn't gonna be a Bruce and he was Bruce oh Joker was Bruce yes has that ever happened? I think there are versions of that story. There are versions of stories where the Waynes didn't get murdered. And Batman was just a... It, right. Just somebody. Right. Or Batman doesn't exist in this world. And instead, he was Bruce. Something happened. They lost the kid. Ergo. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. The way that they set it up, Arthur 
Affleck could be right. the real Bruce Wayne. Right. So. I'm not saying I don't think it is in this scenario, but I'm saying uh, there are moments in that film where I wondered if that's where they were going with. Yeah. As of what if happened if he got wrong. Yeah. I, you know, I mentioned it that Joaquin is a perfect fit for this Joker. His broken collarbone that yeah. didn't heal properly just adds to it. Also, it's just... So those little other unsettling things they did of, like, this is going to be a weird comparison part, when they eventually show him, like, dancing in his underwear, and it just, like... It, it adds to his lifestyle of, like, it's just the wrong size, and this thing of, like, yeah. everything's just unsettling about him. Yeah, he, like, went full machinist mm-hmm. and lost a ton of weight. But they, like, kept his underwear from the correct weight on him. Yeah. <laughs> like, all of that Which stuff. makes sense, because, like, obviously, in their position, they yep. have no money. What? Like, which which is another question I have in the film. So, he obviously lost his job. Yeah. And he spent a lot of money post-losing his job. For, for relative to what they probably have, yeah. they spent a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't know if he actually spent the money. Did he just go into a store and just... That's true. Steal a suit. Yeah. So, here's the question then. Joker, do you recommend it? Absolutely. So, I 100% recommend it. But So, my question becomes, is this for everyone? And I don't think it is. No. I totally see why it's extremely divisive. Oh, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I agree with the, I agree with the criticism. I, I don't know criticism. The, the general thing when you walk out of that film is, when you ask someone, did they enjoy the film, everyone goes... It's hard to enjoy because it's so... It's a journey. It's so grounded that it's hard to switch off your brain. Mm-hmm. Because, like, obviously, like, we'll get to it when we're talking about Dark Knight, but Heath Ledger's Joker is just separated Which is from reality. so funny because we identify that universe as grounded. Yeah. It's the most grounded. But, like, his, his portrayal of Joker is so... Larger than life. So larger than life. Like, there's no way this person could ever exist. Mm-hmm. Joaquin's Joker could easily be walking on a street in any city. Named Gotham. Where apparently trash is... <laughs> yeah, the garbage strike, which is like this, this like... And they show it, too. The, the way that they portray... Like, they, they try to push... The garbage strike is like a C plot line. And then it's but super it, rats. <laughs> it never happened. Like, nothing ever happened. Well, they kind of, like, they show him out in there. They just show trash just piling Yeah. But, like, it, <laughs> it doesn't affect either. the world. So I think, I think it's showing the atmosphere of the world yeah. of what's going on. Like, they're showing. So this is going to be the weirdest crazy. I don't think you've seen this. I go back to Sorry to Bobby, right? The film I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. I just kept getting vibes of that film throughout this film. I guess. That film the great. garbage strike does set up Thomas Wayne's going to run for mayor. Yeah, because he's some everything's broken. But. And then he sets up the villains. In the grand scheme of things, like. You could have done anything. Yeah, yeah. You just needed to show discomfort in the city. Yeah, you, you just to show. needed a. Yeah. You just needed to show it's Gotham. Yeah. And I don't think in 2019 you could do a racial war. You say this. Because but that you're t- would. But like. That would be the, a touchy okay, subject. But here's the, here's the ultimate thing, right? So in the grand scheme of things, whether I agree with it or not, uh, you're having the broader discussions in society of like of this leftist culture and like the corners of the web. So there's the right culture and the corners of the web of yeah. like the joke is like eat the rich, attack the rich, take yeah. their money. What did this film deal with? 
fundamentally. Yeah, it was the same film. It, like, this film literally hit that vocal point, which is very interesting because Todd Phillips was very critical of left stream media during the marketing of this film. Yeah. I mean, it's it makes sense, though, because it's like they needed something that would allow everyone to join in. Yeah. And, and the, the murdering of three Wayne workers it seems like they're like mid yeah they're not like low level they're but they're the most douchiest frat boys you've ever seen in your life total douche shucking the fries at the girl yeah which i like this kind of as we finish up this she wouldn't leave when they're chucking the fries but the guy laughs that's her final straw (laughs) yeah that's a little weird well and then like you, you can only imagine that the person that Went to the cops was her. Oh, it has to be, right? It has to have saw No one else saw it. The train was empty, obviously, they showed. Yeah. There were at least two cars that were empty. But if I were her, I would have done nothing. <laughs> they deserved it. <laughs> like, they were total douchebags to you. Like, why are you coming out and, like... I'm going to... So tonight, we're going to get real wasted. I'm going to get a bunch of McDonald's just start chucking it at you. I'm going to see what you do. <laughs> see if you act like her. <laughs> I mean, you will find you in the river the next morning, face down. Where's the river? We'll find one. We'll find one. Okay. So that is Joker. There is a river around here, a lake or something. I can see it, actually, kind of in my head. Yeah. Um, Joker. 2019's most intriguing film that we've seen, I think is a way to put it. So far. Of the films lined up the rest of the year, I'm going to bet you this is the most intriguing. I'm really interested in uh, Ford versus Ferrari. That comes out next okay. month. That is not going to be the same psychological level. Oh, no, 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 no. But in terms of like intriguing on how they... Oh, I'm also intrigued on Irishman, and we know that too. Yeah. But I, I don't... It's going to be tough. That, that's too late in the month, I think. Oh, I don't think it's... Yeah, we I... are November. I could do it December. That's, yeah, because unless we want to do the one day, I don't think I could string it up. Um, but yeah. But like to me, though, I don't think that film we're going to walk around having the same conversation of... No. But, I mean, it's also essentially a documentary, so it's like... But that's a biopic. It's quite yeah. special to your biopic. Oh, The Irishman? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was... Oh, yeah, this. So, so this, we're going to say, might redefine stuff. Now let's jump to the other superhero film that fundamentally redefined superhero films. Yeah. Dark Knight. Yes. So, this film, every time I see it, it doesn't feel to the moment... But it's such a dense fucking film. Yeah, because it's... Like, I forget Japan. I always forget the China-Hong Kong thing. Like, I forget that's a subplot in the film in the first, like... (laughs) Taiwan number one. (laughs) Let's talk about Hong Kong so we get taken down. Wait, 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 wait. wait. It's fine. I already have my phone. I like when they pull out the phone. Wouldn't he take it away, (laughs) Dark Knight? (laughs) Well, okay, so... I have so much the the dude is like straight up just confused obviously like <laughs> okay all right whatever like well, I don't get paid when, enough when he's with the major businessmen on the top through oh yeah maybe I don't know okay so so let's so, so Jack Knight yeah I always stick with this the opening five eight minutes are perfect the bank heist yeah like it like it is literally definitionally. There's Perfect. almost no music. You don't need it. There's a light score. 
There's barely any dialogue. And, like, you don't even hear Joker for himself, for the first couple minutes yeah. of it. You don't know who he is. and Really, you don't know until he is until you get into the shoot shootout with the gangster yeah. bank guy. Well, yeah. In a first viewing, you would have no idea who the Joker is. Mm-hmm. But I've yeah, seen the movie let me countless you. times. You know who the Joker isn't throughout the scenes. We don't know who he is. Right. Because as someone talks to you, oh, that's not the Joker. That's not the Joker. And it's like, you know, they say, they they keep mentioning this guy saying, oh. I like the one guy shoot. who's like, he's like, ah, oh, he's not getting his cut. He should have been here. <laughs> <laughs> also, but like, it's such a beautiful heist idea of like, he had them each kill each other. And then the one guy, why is it? He goes, no, that's the bus driver. The who? Boosh. <laughs> So I guess you're going to kill me, huh? No. <laughs> I kill the bus driver. <laughs> what bus driver? <laughs> what bus driver? <laughs> and then, it's not that. And then the gangster guy is still alive. So Joker fucking puts the grenade, the laughing gas grenade on him. The gangster. Oh, you mean the bank, the bank manager? Yeah. Well, she's yeah. obviously part of the gang. The Maroney gang. Yeah, I'd say he's probably... Not necessarily the... Falcone gang, but the... But he's uh, somewhere involved with them. Yeah. He obviously he's knows probably what's happening. Involved with he knows things. what's going on. Yeah. That's why he's a shotgun under his desk. Like, let's be honest here. Yeah. <laughs> also, I did appreciate, though, because, like, you go from that, and then you cut straight to the fake Batman scenes. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I honestly, I mean, I forgot that Scarecrow's in Dark Knight. Right, and that's the thing. So because I, it's so short. What I like, appreciate about that is, is there is that, but there's also, that's probably the gas Joker is using. That grenade. Oh, the fear gas? Yeah. Mm, probably not. Because it just looks like a standard. So, so question, because I've never had this clear, because I don't feel like looking yeah. it up, because I'm a lazy person. So Joker is is another issue. Scarecrow is obviously that opening drug dealer. Yeah. Is Scarecrow also the fake cop later on? Uh, the one that turns and uh, the guy that's shoots. chained up. Uh, yeah, and the guy that turns. No. Who's the guy chained up? Which is a random guy. It's it, yeah. It's but just it some random. Like it's my just budget, some random. My problem is it looks so much like him. Yeah, he's just some like. They make mention of, like, he's pulling guys out of Arkham. But my issue is, though, they should have just got him an actor that doesn't look so similar. Yeah. I guess he looks close enough that it's still going to make it. He looks close enough that you don't see him for 70 minutes. Yeah. Which, I wonder, how much time do you think passed between Batman Begins and Dark Knight? In World? Yeah. I think it's, like, a year or two. I think it's probably close to real life. Like, from films coming out. Because, like, obviously Scarecrow is... Because you need enough time for fake Batman to pop up, which takes a couple months. Yeah. You need Scarecrow to be kind of a B-ray drug dealer. Well, because he get Obviously, he's the the antagonist for Begins. No, he's... Well... He's the antagonist for Begins. Like, Ra's al Ghul is there, but he's it's, not the... So, it's, it's very interesting with all the Nolan movies. There's always two villains. All three of them. There are two villains. Which which is very interesting thing. Yeah, because well, Talia Al Ghul and Bane. Yeah. Joker and Two Face. Raj and yeah. Scarecrow. Yeah, which we haven't even talked about Two Face yet. Because 
hard to dent. Uh, so, I don't know how. Perfect casting, also. Yeah. Like, literally perfect casting. Also, the, uh, Aaron Eckhart mm-hmm. and Christian Bale look just close enough. Where when they say, I'm Batman. That, well, then when they do the, when they're um, at dinner. Yeah. And the ballerina holds up the, oh, yeah. the napkin, it's like. Could it All be right, you? This is this is good. Like so. What so what's interesting about this film also is to me, so like it jumped to the party a lot quicker than I, in my memory did. But I didn't. I forgot because in my head, I always haven't seen the film in like a year or whatever. Yeah. I thought the party is when they got when Harvey Dent got captured. I forgot there's another like three fucking scenes before he gets captured. Yeah. Yeah, because. Because uh, that's when the other two get Bruce, killed. Yeah. That's when you both have the commissioner get killed and the judge get killed. So I thought at that point that's when you capture Harvey and then you capture her like a scene later. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit before they before they do that. So then, as we keep going down this, another thing that's always weird about this film to me, but I've always just kind of forgiven, mm-hmm. so it's obviously Batman on purpose tells them the wrong address he's going to so everyone goes to save Harvey Dent. Yeah. How did they... Did he jump on the other end of the factory? It's always just a weird kind of thing to me that they didn't run into each other. Jump on the other end of the factory. So it shows... So you see it from Gordon's perspective when the explosion hits. Yeah. But you also see Batman and, and soon-to-be Two-Face on the ground when the explosion hits outside. They're nowhere near each other. Because both buildings were rigged to blow. No, no. But yeah. in the moment when they ask, who are you saving... Batman goes, I'm saving Rachel. Yeah. So then the cops go to save two, go to save the Harvey Dent. Harvey, Harvey, yeah. But Batman's secretly saving Harvey Dent. Yeah. He did that on purpose so everyone just saves Harvey Dent. Yeah. He, Batman saves Harvey Dent outside. You do not see cop cars there. There are obviously cop cars there because Gordon is next to the explosion. Yeah. So I just think they want, like, the opposite directions. I, yeah. It's just, it always just weird to me in the way they kind of explain that. Yeah, they don't really set up the way the factory's laid out, so it's right. kind of tough to figure out. Like, to me, if almost I just saw a cop car's neck. Like, if it's just the light in the background, it would have just yeah. been a little better. Um, what's the other thing? So, obviously, what I think is genius about this film on a fundamental level is the whole, like, Joker's the villain, but Joker made a villain that's greater than him. Yeah. I think that's... That Joker, it, that was his gift task was I'm going to corrupt whether it be Batman or Harvey Dent he's I don't going care. to get one of them mm-hmm. and turn them into because they're the perfect villain like they're yeah. the perfect person to go to become and a then once you prove the uncorruptible yeah because what it is is in this film always is you go to all the stuff eventually you go to the the ship explosion stuff which is always the, the fun heist psychology because you eventually have the big prisoner yeah. check it out be like i should have done what you just done an hour ago yeah um and then you have it obviously it's a cool moment when you realize the clowns are doctors and the doctors are clowns when they do the hostage scene oh yeah and then you have him capture joker he could have so easily killed joker but he saved him yeah and that's the that's the infamous line what happens when an immovable object meets an unstoppable force yeah yeah it's certainly interesting so I always stick with this this is where you disagree with me I think 
I think the fight for the best superhero movie of all time is Dark Knight versus Logan. Yeah, I would put, like, Logan is art house in the way that Joker's art house. Mm-hmm. So, I would pair them. I would more pair, like, Dark Knight. Like, that is kind of on its own, that trilogy, because Marvel hasn't done that. But Marvel's also not trying to do that. Right. Like, and that's not their goal. Like, that's why right. I don't negative for that, because that's for sure not their goal. Right. It's not like they're trying to do it and they can't do it. And DC's kind of... Shit the bed? Well, like, they haven't done that since. Mm-hmm. Like, they did Nolan's grounded Batman and basically stepped away from Which, it. which, well, one day probably get to. Dark Knight Rises always pisses me off, because they set up Robin. Yeah. That's always like, you set him up! <laughs> That's the perfect ending for that film, though. Like, But you want it at that point. But, I mean, Nolan's films always end that way. Like, if you look at it, there's always this... You know that this is just a snapshot of... Like, Dark Knight ends with him running and it goes, it's not the villain that got... It's not right. who Gotham needs, but not right now. Yeah. What's the line? He's the hero Gotham needs, but not right now. Or something. Yeah, yeah. Something but it's such that. a great... Yeah. Also, how do we feel that Gordon loves his son the most? <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Because like, if you think also about if you it, look at he, that's the first kid he went to. He didn't go to the daughter and the son. He just yeah. w- is the first kid, and I would expect the parent to almost care about the kid in a subconscious way more than the spouse. Yeah, because in his mind, like, if we're trying to dive into the mind of Jim Gordon, which is impossible, um, his wife is older. Also, it's the parent thing if, if you asked a parent would you rather lose your spouse versus lose your kid yeah. every parent if they're honest will probably say you'd rather lose your spouse yeah so well and just like if he's thinking okay if i save my kid we can't really have another at this point like well there was another kid yeah but like they had they had two kids but like they couldn't one have, of them as we all know is secretly named barbara gordon but they won't say it out loud yeah <laughs> um I don't think they needed to. But we all, yeah, I don't think they needed to either. They don't need a Barbara But, but we all knew who it was. I think yeah. that's what the point was. You showed a girl. Yeah. If you didn't show a girl, people would be pissed. Yeah. So, in his mind, he's thinking, it's going to hurt, but I can give up the spouse. Like, mm-hmm. His future will is live the kids. On. Yeah. Which is, in fundamentally, in psychology speaking, that yeah. makes a lot of sense, too. Also, can we all appreciate him faking his death? Yeah, that was great. That's such a great, like, and then he comes around and the Joker being captured. Who He literally saves Batman's life for that, because Joker probably was going to kill him. Yeah. And it literally, you go, and you turn around and it's him with the shotgun to Joker's face. Knock, knock. Although, I will say, if, if Gordon has blown his head off, is that no, they're there? done. That would have been amazing, but in the same breath, like, I have to, I have to believe that Nolan saw this as a trilogy. Oh yeah. So Joker was going to because he may die also, or end. do you know do you know what would have been amazing though, is otherwise. If he did it, Joker would have succeeded ultimately because he would have corrupted two of the people. Yeah, he would have corrupted Gordon. But because also going to the, the idea of Joker, obviously. The Joker thing was meant because otherwise you would have killed him. If yeah. you didn't want Joker to continue. Yeah, he. 
Gordon proved that he was incorruptible. But I meant I meant that like from Nolan's point of view, yeah. you obviously want to keep Ledger for another film because you would have killed Joker. I don't think you would have though. I think you would have just uh, somehow. You, see, but hear me out though. You would have done something like Batman goes to save him, and he doesn't. The well, okay. So the only one that ever gets killed is Two Face, right? Because he falls. So like Batman goes to save Joker, right, with the thing. Yeah. Have him miss. The one time he fails. Yeah. And that lives on, and that's partially why Batman goes into hiding like he does. You can do it without changing anything. Yeah, you could. And it would just affect the psychology of he couldn't save him. Mm, No, it would would turn him. Well, Dark Knight Rises is about him turning, basically. Well, but he would have done it in... He wouldn't have hesitated in killing Harvey Dent. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I think... In Bruce Wayne's mind, in the Christian Bale Bruce Wayne, he's trying to save everyone. everyone. When he realizes that he can't save everyone, he, he will save choice. no one. Yeah. He, he locks, he literally locks up. Yeah. Which, which to me is always that. Um, where, I don't know if we're on this. Did you ever read the leaked script, uh, like the stuff that, that, that they wanted to do for a fourth movie? For Nolan? Yeah. Mm-mm. It was they wanted to do Leonardo DiCaprio as Riddler. Which would have been perfect. He's not tall enough. But he totally could play the Riddler. Minus the height, he could play him. Yeah. I have zero doubt when you watch Leo that he could play the Riddler. They blew the perfect Riddler with Cillian Murphy. Because he's tall, skinny. But lanky. the issue is though, I think Riddler and Scarface are the same character type. Like on a fundamental is Scarecrow. Yeah, yeah. But I think they're the same character type. I think it's the problem with that one. Yeah. Well, it, like, take, keep Scarecrow as uh, Begins villain. Mm-hmm. Have Leo play that. Mm-hmm. And then Cillian Murphy is the Riddler. Mm-hmm. Because he just looks like the Riddler. Like, Leo is, it's not that he's too small or any, he's just not. He's not lanky enough. But my thing is, so if, if we could adjust it, because obviously we adjust like Bane in this world, for example, from what Bane is. Well, but realistically, Bane is not going to be comically Bane in this. But my whole point, though, why can't we just have a smaller Riddler then? That's fine. Because like, to me, that's the person. Because to me, it's the personality that matters with Riddler is what needs you to come across if you're going to do yeah. something like that. It's an, anything else. It's literally the person. It's this personality. Yeah, I guess you could have done whoever you wanted, but. Because, like, most of the characters are kind of different. It's like, everyone always forgets the Batman Begins versus Dark Knight change-up on... Rachel. Yeah. Yeah, they never mention it. I'm glad they went with Hall. I think she's I better. Think Hall, she's a much better actress than... But it's always this weird disconnect you get. It's like, yeah. have you ever gone from, like, Iron Man 1 to Iron Man 2? Yeah. It's so fucking... I did it recently. It's so fucking weird. But they mention with Rhodey, like... Oh, I thought you were... Oh, yeah. Like, whatever. But, like, they just kind of make cheek and tongue-in-cheek about it. Yeah. Again, a better choice, I will agree with yeah. you. It's like the Mark Ruffalo thing in, in Hulk argument. It's a better choice. Uh, well, that one was a, was a... He didn't want to do it anymore, too. I think it was he didn't get off enough money, I thought, was the story. From... Hulk to uh, Avengers Hulk. 
They're the same universe. He originally was playing oh, Rick Oh, you mean uh, Ed Norton? Yeah. He because that is the same universe. He was going to be yeah. an Avengers. Yeah, I don't know. Can you imagine that world for a second? Ed Norton? Ed Norton was Hulk. Yeah. I don't think I we think. could have done the same story arcs, though. Mm, I mean, Ed Norton can play that lovable idiot. Because part of what we what they did with it, off-tangent, of course, uh, is, like, they pretended Incredible Hulk didn't exist until you throw General Ross in Civil War. Like, you, they yeah. completely pretend, and, they went, and everyone went, holy shit, it is still canon. Yeah. I mean, Mark Ruffalo just plays that lovable idiot better. Because that's his character type. Well, that's him as a person. Right. So It's like we all picture Robert Downey Jr. as the player, because literally he got in trouble for cocaine and being a player when he was younger. <laughs> and he just fits Iron Man. Like, I don't know if there's any other actor out there that just fits into Iron Man the way. Do you, have you ever seen the like 1950s Avengers they did? Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> it is amazing. Because that's when Iron Man literally is like a robot. Yeah. <laughs> then they did it in the 70s. Uh-huh. The Fantastic Four is in the 70s also. Yeah. Okay, but Dark Knight. Dark Knight. Amazing film? Yes. Dark Knight vs. Joker. Two completely different movies. <laughs> okay. Because I think both of them, because I think what's genius about both of them is, is from a more art housey film point of view is, yeah. they try to ask deeper questions. Yeah, I mean, this this Joker feels like it's going to be a standalone movie. You know, which, is, which is sad, because you know you want to see... Oh, I totally want to see... Batman uh, try to live in this world. Yeah, I want to see Joaquin Phoenix. Because I don't think Batman could live in this world. Oh, he would get ripped apart. Right. Because if, you, oh. if you're making Joker a human, you have to make Batman a human again. Which I know he's a human, yeah. but you get what I'm saying. Like a like a not-trained human. Yeah. Yeah. It, it will be sad since this will be a, a one-and-done. Um, that being said, I definitely feel like it tries to tackle more. So, like, to me, though, there's something about, like, so, you know, the like, the Nolan theory of the one-word films, where every one of Nolan's movies is one word? Uh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's, that's his whole thing. Is, like, he chooses, yeah. a, it's kind of like a word and goes with it. And I think Dark Knight, I thought, was chaos. Oh, you mean the title would have been chaos? Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought you meant, like his titles in general were one word no no but yeah. Nolan's whole thing is every film is based on a word and the entire arc of the theory behind the story I don't think it's chaos I think it's it's corruption. chaos it's, it's there's something I could look at there is like an actual thing sure. but the whole point though is I think well I, I mean I don't know what the charts are but I think it's corruption rather than chaos but like so but I think though fundamentally why I like the Dark Knight I always go to for that as as being amazing in the way it happens is is he goes from obviously two faces this perfect being but the idea of like Joker coming in and kind of leading all these individual gangs into being one thing kind of like it shows this growth thing so like I like the yeah. parallel of like of like prohibition of like you have all the bootleggers and then Al Capone comes in and becomes the bootlegger yeah in the vacuum something will rise in yeah. modern society 
you kill off a bunch of the Middle Eastern things and ISIS comes to fill the vacuum. Yep. That's why I think Joker has this underlying thing of it feels that way. Yeah. There's definitely, like, there's a vacuum of this. Because, like, even Deadpool, like, for everything that it is, like, Deadpool could have been, like, this art house superhero movie. Mm Mm-hmm. And the first one kind of did that, but then they just went bonkers with the second. Because they didn't have a budget was probably why they did it. Yeah. So, maybe that's what they need to do now is instead of giving them $250 million, they go Which is why I argue Deadpool 1 is a strong Deadpool tool because they had to, like, they talk about stuff like they had a 10-minute car chase scene. We didn't need that. Yeah. Which is why we didn't get it. They went, okay, what is, what, what's the story we're telling? Yeah. Which Dark Knight is in the era of... So what's interesting is Dark Knight, if I remember correctly, I think is, like, one of the first Warner Brother films to hit a billion dollars. Like, it went, Dark Knight is, like, the tipping point of billion dollars not being as shocking. Yeah. Dark Knight well, is the magic point. It was Dark Knight, and then I think Avatar was the next year. Right, but the whole point, though, is I think Dark Knight is, like, the tipping point of, like... Like, obviously, you had Titanic before. Like, other films did it. It's not the yeah. first by any stretch. But the whole point, though, is once you're at that point billion dollars now in films you go it's a good thing but there's like 50 of them where Dark Knight was like the fourth film to hit a billion right yeah and that's what's kind of interesting is Dark Knight is this magic form in Hollywood of how do you make money and the way you do now yeah well in this Joker movie appears to be let me take a pull the box doing the same thing it was what 300 ish ish let's see Joker on the first week it was like 287 worldwide. It was something absurdly good. I think it was 90 here in the States, and then I think it was 287. Box here. Office Mojo. Always the best, right? Worldwide, we got 289. For? Joker. Uh, release weekend? Total. Then maybe release wasn't as good. Well, no, release was still the best October release. Release was still well, good. Well, no, but that makes sense. Oh, it was pre- the second weekend. It was so. also previews was part of the big deal too. Yeah. So for the spectrum, Joker's budget. What do you think it is? Uh, We've talked about this. Sixty million. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. So the whole point though is they made their money back. Yeah. So yeah, I mean maybe they just start looking at you know. So, so as we wrap this up, AJ, I gotta say. Yeah. One of the few times I can honestly say this, we had a good movie club this month. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> There's no Agent Cody Banks 2 in the scenario. There's no white boy wreck to deal with. <laughs> yeah. It was a good movie club month. Thank God. I couldn't take another one of those fucking months of torture. Yeah. Next month's going to be interesting. I'm not sure what next month's going to be. So, yeah. So, again, we are here in Columbus as we record this, so depending when Absolute Orders comes up, either you'll get a bunch of news before, a bunch after, but um, we have a bunch of stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to be doing while here at GDOX, uh, setting interviews here while we're on the spot, hopefully setting stuff up in the future, all of that fun stuff. Um, maybe we're, we're smart and I pull up my phone, we'll, we'll get shenanigans and put them up like videos or whatever of AJ doing dumb shit. Sure. That might be tough, because, like... <laughs> but, yeah. Otherwise, I think that's all. Remember, follow the show on Twitter, at the SWW Show. Like, rate, review on podcast services of choice, Apple Music, Spotify, Anchor, 
whatever you listen to. YouTube uh, music. Google Play music. Google Podcasts. Uh, one Google Podcast. I don't think one of the other ones you just Well, I think if we're on Google Podcasts, we're on Play Music. Yeah. We're on Spotify, which is always nice. Um, remember? Oh, that's not a thing. Like, that's... I don't. I know. That's not. That's not an achievement anymore. Yeah. Um, remember, you can follow me on Twitter at Mikey underscore Maroney. You can follow AJ on Twitter at the Future Joker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. AJ, any any parting words as we go off to party in Never Everland? Uh. Yeah, Columbus traffic looks really light right now. Which is not what you said driving into here. No. <laughs> There's a little backup in the, in the corner there at this road. Kind of the oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can see those were blocked by the uh, curtain. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's a nice probably 60s night here in Columbus. Yeah, I looked up the forecast, and it's supposed to be 60 tonight, so. Yeah, it's supposed to get cold the rest of the weekend. Went on the, the snow vortex at least. Nope, it rained for like... And Ten minutes while we were recording. And, and we're not in Japan, which is about to get flooded, apparently. Yeah, so that'll be interesting because there's supposed to be a Formula One race there. I'm going to say it's going to be a boat race now. They canceled all the stuff for today, for Saturday. Or, well, yeah. Yeah, because it's Japan. Because <laughs> it's Japan. Um, so the race would be uh, Saturday night yeah. here. So I don't I don't know if they're going to have it, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. This podcast was a product of the SWW Show. You can find more at the SWWShow.com or Facebook.com slash the SWW Store or Twitter.com slash SWW. You can find out more about Mike at Mikey underscore Maroney on Twitter and more about AJ at Locivor on Twitter. Remember, new episodes come out twice a month, one focusing on the new entertainment news, and one focusing on movie club, so new and an old movie. You can find out more again at the SWWshow.com, and you can find the show on podcast services around the globe.